What up, beautiful people? It is me, Black Zeus. Welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 35. What a clean, professional, smooth intro that was. Uh, almost like I had practice, but some fucking weirdo decided to move construction equipment at 8.39 at night. The fuck, my nigga, in a residential area? This is, what is this? I still hear it in the background. This nigga's still moving it. Bro, figure this shit out, my nigga. I had this whole sequence. I, I'm filming this again. I was going to ride it out. I was going to come back into the podcast. I wasn't, I wasn't far in enough for it to make sense. Just restart the goddamn thing, you know? But... But man, that shit was annoying. I'm like, who does that? I'm always having like a Larry David moment where it's like, nigga, it's fucking nine. Figure your shit out. You don't do this. You got to understand that some people have tucked away studios in residential neighborhoods and they're recording podcasts later than they're supposed to be, even though that it was a long weekend and they had all the time in the world to record the podcast, but they pushed that to the very last thing to do because there was a lot of other really important shit that needed to be done. And then also a lot of chill time. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. There was some chill time. There was some downtime, baby. Happy Labor Day, if that's a thing that people say and, and, you know, celebrate. I don't think so. Feeling a lot more comfortable with uh, my studio shoes. Thanks, B. I put this whole thing together at the beginning of the episode. I swapped the N64 cartridge, whatever was in there before. I took it out. I did the thing where you blow on the cartridge, pause, and then you swap it out. It's not plugged into anything, but you know, the effect was nice. It was a nice touch that I haven't done before on the episode. I, I don't know why I just said that instead of doing it again, but the game that I want in there is in there. I want a Donkey Kong in there. Because I don't know if you guys remember last week, I tried to get Donkey Kong Country to play on the Super Nintendo emulator. And uh, this fucking, this uh, controller didn't work properly. And, and I kind of fixed it this week. But I kind of didn't, honestly. I gave up. I wanted to use the actual Super Nintendo controller that uh, Lou gave me from um, 27 Collective. And for whatever reason, I can't get this shit to work. I'm fucking, yo, as much as I like PC, man, PC is a nightmare. A nightmare. I bet you it's a simple fix. I, I spent some time trying to, trying to figure it out. The only solutions I can find were for a Bluetooth controller, but this is a wired controller. So if anything, like the, the emulator picks it up, I think maybe I just have to load a different core. This is getting too nerdy. Too nerdy off the hop. I'll probably close out with the Donkey Kong Country, you know? My solution is, is the Xbox controller works. So I might as well use the 360 controller, which if, if you played games throughout history and, and you know about retro games and you know about D-pads, you know what that is when I say what a D-pad is? No, it's not a dick pad. It's, it's not a pause pad, my nigga. Uh, <laughs> it's a directional pad. On, on a controller, it's it's usually the classic controls. That's not the analog sticks. It's like the manual fucking up, down, left, right buttons. On most controllers, you know, video game controllers. 
the 360 has by far the fucking worst D-pad in gaming history. Holy shit. And for a system that really revolutionized how to bring retro games back and like really leaned into retro games in a more modern way. Like how the fuck did they botch that one? You know, D-pad is essential. I tried to play it with the super again, too nerdy, bro. Just coming in off the hop episode 35, getting retro nerd, retro nerd. I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed their long weekend. I hope everybody got a long weekend. Probably not everybody got a long weekend. How do the people that didn't get a long weekend feel? How do you feel? You've had a full work week up until this point, Wednesday, mid midway through. Maybe you're listening to this on a Friday. Maybe you've already went through a whole week of work and you're fucking mad because you know that there's other people who worked one less day than you. Don't be mad. Figure it out. Figure out how you too can work one less day. <laughs> I don't know. Labor Day. Some weird ass fucking holiday that the government, you know. I love that they just call it Labor Day too. It's pretty close, you know. It's like the modern day slave day. Come on. It's like, hey, everybody. You know how food and gas and rent and everything has gone up like tenfold, but wages, you know. Well, my nigga, enjoy Labor Day. Uh, one less day for you to work. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, though, get back to work. You lazy fuck. You lazy, you lazy fuck. I wanted to change the San Andreas. Now that I'm looking at it, I forgot to change this video game box on the set. I guess I'm going to have to redo the podcast all over again. Ladies and gentlemen. One second. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut right back into this. But that box is going to be... I'm not going to do that. Are you fucking crazy? What level of OCD do you think I have, my nigga? That's crazy. That I would... You know how stale this set gets? I let it just sit for so long. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. I can move and change shit around. That San Andreas has only been there for one episode, my nigga. I've left Chappelle up there for like 18 episodes. San Andreas can chill. Next week, maybe we'll go with, I don't know, boondocks. This is too inside baseball. You can tell that this is going to be a mid-episode because I'm talking about what's on the shelf, my nigga. Uh, this is a show where I recap and promote comedy, right? And it's kind of hard to do that when I didn't do comedy this past weekend. If you've been listening to the podcast, you already know this is on and off approach with uh, my weekends. I'll probably obviously start gearing more up to the the special the closer I get. But as of right now, finding this, this sweet spot, this juggling act of uh, taking some time off from shows, kicking back, relaxing, sitting all cool, relaxing by the pool with a couple of guys. They were up to no good, started making trouble in my neighborhood. I don't know where the pool came from. <laughs> Someone heard pool and they're like, nigga, what? Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's been very challenging, but like in a good way, I'm not freaking out over here. 
Uh, and I have a really amazing support system. Like, holy shit, me and my niggas are really doing it right now. Um, yeah, I spent the weekend writing a lot of proposal stuff, writing um, like promotional stuff, emailing people that, uh, you know, trying to get this whole comedy special uh, coordinated. Because I'm at the level where, you know, I have to also work on the entire night eventually the goal is to to just be the artist and have everything work around me you know like have have it set up to where the team is paid to to do like the fucking construction work around me and then i can show up fucking knock the shit out of the park and then we move on to the next thing and then i take a little bit of a break and the platform has been built enough to where other people can offshoot you know what i'm saying and do their own thing. And then eventually we come back together. And, and you know, I just continue to hit the road and fucking do comedy shows and all this shit. I really feel like this stuff is in, in motion in a really good way. In a way that I've tried to do in the past but wasn't ready for. And, yeah, it feels really good. But it is challenging like a motherfucker. The good thing is... Is that when you get into show business in any or even like art, if if you're an artist, you're going to feel rejection. You're just going to feel the pain of rejection a lot, a lot, a lot, especially on your come up. You know, as you start to get as you start to get a little nice in your craft, then people start to look at you a little differently. But it's also on you to fucking make sure they look at you a little differently once you do start really fucking accumulating some skill and some skin in the game that's the point that i'm at so it's like got all this momentum and all this shit but now we're going i'm not gonna lie bro i i almost don't even want to speak it on i i don't want to put this on wax necessarily because i might be speaking it into existence but you know i'm seeing the trends uh i'm just hoping that this winter is free i'll just i'll just say that I'm hoping that things don't get so fucked up that everything is still functioning and people are still actively doing stuff in in large crowds, you know? Because here we go with cold and flu season. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to fucking, you know. Let me knock on wood real quick. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of variables, and I hate variables. But you got to deal with variables. In anything you do in life, there's always going to be variables. There's shit that you can't control and there's shit that you can control. Do your absolute best with the shit that you can control. And plan. Have contingencies and shit for when things fuck up. Ultimately, you know, if things go south, I just push it. I'm not really freaked out about that. Obviously, I would love for this to, to go down as planned. Um, and maybe hindsight being 2020, I would have pushed it and done it a little sooner just to get out of the way, but it is what it is, my nigga. And I'm still very excited because, uh, I like things do genuinely feel different this time. Um, again, maybe too inside baseball. When I even say this time, like what I, what I mean is just previous iterations, just lesser versions of myself approaching 
more grand visions in my comedy career and in my in my career as an artist in general and the things that I wanted to do wanted to do for myself for my family for my friends for my city all this shit you know there comes a time where you actually already and and I'm a very ambitious person and I I tend to tackle things before I'm ready and you know that's how you fucking learn first of all but also you just do that enough in life and then you just eventually learn to sit back and chill the fuck out and just accumulate just accumulate skills and data <laughs> and eventually you will come to a point where everything will converge and this this sounds like a ted talk my nigga and then everything uh you can accumulate skill and data and then everything will converge at a point and then from that point is the apex and from the apex you can then <laughs> but yeah man it's very fun it feels professional as fuck and um it is obviously the the key to unlocking the door to the next level i have the skill it's a matter i have the skill on stage and i have accumulated the skill off stage it's just you know i don't want to keep repeating myself uh going up to the comedy special but i'm going to continue to be as honest uh, as possible with the whole process it's fucking challenging and it's rewarding and it's a little bit scary and it's just super exciting the scary part isn't even necessarily the stage part it's just like you know the the fucking putting your big boy pants on or big girl pants or big they pants my nigga whatever pants you got put them shits on and do something in your life it's fun as fuck and uh even after this i gotta do a slight edit on the podcast and then fuck man it doesn't it doesn't stop i gotta work on some more documents i have to feed myself dinner i have to prep some of the food for the rest of the week oh i'm so excited though because tomorrow i should be hearing back from a a new addition to to my team a really professional addition to my team and and one that will will just really fucking make sure that what I do going forward is just on a more professional and bigger scale. And I'm very excited to just, you know, talk more in the coming weeks. I'm not even really at the official, official, like, launch for for marketing and all that stuff. So you guys listening in on the podcast, this is the only reason I get really involved and intricate with with the information on here is because y'all are really my core. You guys, I, I, you already know the love I have for you guys. Even though I call you bitch every once in a while and motherfucker and all that stuff, you know it's from love. <laughs> um, no, but for real. And there's like a hundred, there's like less than a hundred of us that are here currently. So it's like what, 80, 80 niggas know right now that I'm doing something to this level. Although, you know, there are probably some people that are listening that are not subscribed. To which I say subscribe. Or continue to listen in the dark. Maybe you're a nefarious demon energy person. You're just listening to... To whatever, bro. I don't know. I do have some really good shows coming up. Uh, Mainly, mainly what I want to talk about this week is, is a show and... 
and a comedian slash producer slash godfather. You guys have heard me talk about this show throughout the fucking course of this podcast, seasons one, two, and three. I've done it numerous times. I'm very grateful to have worked my way up to being a room favorite. You guys have heard the stories. Uh, I am on September's edition of Kenny Robinson's Nubian Disciples of Richard Pryor Comedy Review. That is the full name. Kenny Robinson's Nubian Disciples of Richard Pryor Comedy Review. Last Sunday of every month at the Toronto Yuck Yucks, downtown Toronto. Last Sunday every month. The closest thing that Canada has to Def Comedy Jam. The best fucking monthly show in this country, bro. Holy shit, the energy at this show. And the last two to three have all been sellouts. Um, even the ones before, if they were not sold out, they were damn near close. And the special thing about this month is it's part of Just for Laughs Toronto. So Just for Laughs runs a Toronto festival once a year. They used to just call it JFL 42. Now they're rebranding it as Just for Laughs Toronto. I'm not entirely sure if maybe they're just branching off and and taking the English portion of the main Just for Laughs festival and just putting that in Toronto. I don't know if this is just going to continue to just be Just for Laughs Toronto and the main festival be in Montreal every year. I don't know if it splits, whatever. They they have rebranded from just JFL 42 to Just for Laughs Toronto, JFL Toronto. And they still brand it as the 42. And the 42 is like the acts. There's like 42 acts or performers or shows that you can attend outside of like the main promoted shows. And uh, this September lines up with JFL Toronto and the showrunner, producer, legendary comedian from Canada, the godfather of Canadian comedy, fucking salutes to the OG, Kenny Robinson. This man continues to open doors for me, continuously, and... And if you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you, you know the story. If you haven't, I'll be brief. But essentially, my first time on that show, I, I, I shat the bed. And it wasn't even a fucking crazy bomb. But like I said, this is Canada's Deaf Comedy Jam, and I did not live up to that expectation. Like, this is the premier show in Canada, bro. And, and it took me a year to work back on the show. And obviously, I took that lesson very seriously. I fucking, I worked my ass off. I came back. I did very well. And then from there, I started becoming a regular. And then from there, I became a room favorite. Then from there, I got to headline the show. And that spot, also not the best. That's how comedy works. I, for whatever reason, I, I just remember this so vividly. I was starting to feel a little nice, you know? Like, the way I feel right now, the only reason I'm speaking so... It, it may come off as arrogant or cocky or egotistical or whatever, but I am really, really in the pocket, bro. Like, I am of the understanding of my stage presence and my voice to where I even understand that it's, it's going to continue to grow. You know, I'm going to continue to grow and get better. And eventually, as I, I get older, my... My voice will also start to change. I even sense it now, man. I used to be way more bouncy 
And now I'm like, there's a lot more of my chill, cool aspect of my personality, like spliced in with the bouncy energy and shit. I, I, but that was the beginning of me figuring out that that next evolution on stage. And for whatever reason, I took a gamble, you know, and and I shouldn't have. Honestly, this like it's a big it's a big opportunity. I got to headline the biggest fucking monthly show in the country. And again, it wasn't the worst, um, but it didn't live up to what I was capable of and to what Kenny was expecting of me and just to the hype of Nubian show majesty. And then the pandemic happened and it all went away and I didn't get to fucking redeem that. And now, you know, the comedy scene has come back full gear since the pandemic. Hopefully it stays this way. Um, but the last Sunday of September 2022. Nubian show. Yuck Yucks Toronto. Kenny Robinson's legendary 27 year running. Nubian Disciples of Richard Pryor Comedy Review. Your boys on it. It's redemption song time, my nigga. Tune up fucking redemption song. Um... I'm so excited, bro, because I'm so excited. I'm legit, I, I cannot fucking hide it. I've told Kenny, like, bro, I, I, I'm i just so ready, bro, for this next phase. And what a beautiful fucking lining of, of moments. Like, what a beautiful fucking just timing situation that the time that I get back on Nubian is also uh, associated with Just for Laughs. And as part of the festival for the month. And then shortly after is my comedy special. And then shortly after that is the rest of the stuff that I got planned. And I'm ready to. Not not ready just yet. But I'm, I'm it's all plotted. And I'm just fucking eager to tell you guys. But a lot of shit is happening man. You know what my favorite thing is? Is the night before I hit up Nubian show in Toronto. I'm in St. Thomas. Which is just outside of London, Ontario, Canada. Which is Hicksville, baby. I'll be performing for the whitest of the white people. And the night before that, I'm in a fucking gay bar in Toronto, my nigga. What's up? Black Zeus is for everybody, my nigga. I'll be doing the gays on the Thursday. I'll be doing the honky whites on the Friday. Scratch that. I'll be doing the gays on the Friday. The honky whites on the Saturday. And then with my niggas on Sunday. Let's fucking go, bro. I'm with everybody. I'm out here, bro. I'm making everybody laugh. I'm a goddamn comedian. You're not going to fucking put me in a box, nigga. There ain't no stage that your boy's afraid of. And there ain't no group of people that your boy can't make laugh. Because I am a man of the people, my nigga. What's up? I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. And again, this is not ego, my nigga. This is me stepping into my motherfucking energy, bro. This is me stepping into my role in life. This is me me really committing as I fucking choke on my own saliva. Imagine I just died, fucking be like, and I'm really going to do things. I'm really going to do things in life. Nah, my nigga, it's fucking time, bro. It's fucking time. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So make sure you're following me on social media. I'm aka black zeus that's aka b-l-a-c-k-z-e-u-s for my american listeners 
That's A-K-A-B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S. <laughs> Z-Z. Whatever, bro. Uh, just follow me. I'm promoting all that shit on there. And um, yeah, man. A lot of, lot of really exciting stuff. I almost want to cut this short just because I, I do need to eat. And I do need to give myself some time to, to complete some of this work. Um, going to be a busy week ahead. I'll have shows coming up this coming weekend, but, you know, don't have that shit in front of me because I'm still not the best at that. <laughs> just follow me. I just said, follow me, my nigga. I promote, I promote on my socials. Uh, let's talk about Better Call Saul. It's time, you know, this shit ended. I've given people weeks, weeks to catch up. Uh, Fuck. What an amazing series. What a beautiful uh, cap to an entire uh, television universe being Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I, I enjoyed the ending. Having watched it a couple more times and then just having let it sit. Um, overall, where I thought I would really end up liking it better than Breaking Bad... It's not hitting me as hard as Breaking Bad did. But I do actually enjoy that it was just more grounded. It was just more real. As as wild as that may be. Except for the last couple seasons. That was insane. Like, okay, spoiler alert. Alright, I gave you guys a second. That whole plot to take down Howard Hamlin. Holy shit, my nigga. Like, that is just insane and so like written for television like i hope to god that people don't exist like this um i do i do like lalo as a character i liked his ending i like that he died laughing and just going out like the way he was the entire show just on his own fucking just on his own beaten path I very much like the use of colors. Once again, bro, like this this show is a masterclass in in direction, in in cinematography, in storytelling, not just in terms of the writing. They did such a good job in telling story without dialogue. Like even in Breaking Bad, I got to I got to bring it all together cuz they use I don't know if if you know this, you can look this up on YouTube. Some someone did a, a really awesome breakdown on how Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul both use color to tell story. And uh, in Breaking Bad, like every main character is associated with a color on the color wheel. And like you can actually see that they're adjacent of each other. Like like opposing characters like Hank and, and Walt are like literally opposites of each other. And like it, it's really interesting, man. If you look this shit up. They used the they used color differently in in Better Call Saul. Uh, they used it more to I think convey like emotion and stuff. Or maybe that was Breaking Bad. I don't know, bro. I'm not one of those movie review fucking. I'm not gonna give you the the deepest breakdown. I just noticed it, and then there's other people that noticed it and really noticed it and made videos about it. If you care that much, I just love that they use color. I love the shots, man. Like the fucking ingenious film techniques these guys would use. 
the most inventive shots I've seen in any TV show. And maybe like, you know, obviously it's really fresh in my memory. But I've been watching a lot of the newer stuff that's coming out. And a lot of the older stuff, you know, I, there, there's stuff that stands out visually. I just really love that, like Vince Gilligan and his, and his film crew, they would just put a fucking camera on a door of a car. And then you'd be seeing one perspective. And then all of a sudden, the, like, this was the episode where uh, Jimmy goes in and hijacks uh, Howard's car while Howard's in a therapy session. And he breaks into his car and shit. And they have a camera mounted on the passenger door. And then at one point, so you're watching all this from that perspective, right? So he breaks into the car and all that stuff. And you're looking at it. The camera's on the door. So you're seeing it from that, that perspective. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy opens the passenger door. And the camera view swings open with the door. And now you're looking at the outside. And then Jimmy gets out from the car and runs around the car. And you see all this in, in wide frame. And then he does some shit and then he closes the door and like as he gets back in the car and then the perspective go goes back to him in the car and then he drives off like that stuck out to me so much. Like I'm 100 percent going to be going to be implementing and stealing a lot of these fucking techniques, which I'm sure a million people already have been. Not just independently, but in Hollywood also like mainstream fucking shit for sure. This guy has influenced Breaking Bad already influenced this. Like a lot of the storytelling techniques and stuff have been used throughout media since Breaking Bad. But like the visual shit, they do such a good job at just fucking making you feel like you're there. And then on top of that, the, the job, the, the level of detail in the universe, like the characters feel so fleshed out. It's really the only live action show that I can remember in my lifetime. That I actually feel like that shit is happening. Like, I'm not watching it right now, but those guys are there. Like, right now, spoiler alert again for the end of Better Call Saul. Right now, Jimmy's in prison. Kim might go back to see him, might not. But, like, it feels lived in. These characters feel alive. Like, this world... Albuquerque, obviously, is a real place. But holy shit, my nigga. Like, they make it feel like this whole meth empire dynasty happened out there. That started with a guy that had cancer and was a fucking teacher and just had to make sure that his family had money after he died and then ends up living, but really gives himself the fucking the death, the death nail by just further going into who he ultimately was as a person is his evil, maniacal fucking just like egotistical person that just destroyed all these lives and then all these years later they do better call Saul which is a prequel show so it actually shouldn't be anywhere near as good as Breaking Bad because technically we already know where it's gonna end but even then they found a way to just be so clever and fucking bam 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 like to get Saul Goodman his last fuck you to the system to get that whatever 870 year review 800 or I think it was like a 70 something year sentence reduced all the way down to seven years at a fucking like, you know, like a plush a resort type prison. Come on, bro. That was beautifully written. And then for him to redeem himself. And then for him to find a way to get Kim to show up and appear in court so that he could actually redeem himself in front of her. And then just finally come clean about his his. um involvement in everything right down to his brother's death 
Come on. Powerful. Powerful television. And let's see if it's fucking matched. Now it's just fucking South Park. To me, the best thing on television running right now is South Park. Although, fuck, I forget the name. It's on AMC, and I almost think that they're replacing uh, Better Call Saul with this. It's an animated show. It's kind of anime, but it's not. It's like very much a Western show. I for- Pantheon. I think it's called Pantheon. I'm almost certain it's called Pantheon. It's on AMC. It's an animated show. Uh, it's fucking very, you know, New World Order fucking conspiracy. Um, I, they're pushing the AI convergence agenda a lot. But it is interesting. I can't deny it. It's, it's got me hooked on two episodes already. So, you know, there's new shit out there. But I'm excited for what Matt and Trey have next. And I'm so excited to see what Vince Gilligan and his writing crew and his entire fucking production crew have planned for the future. Because these guys are just stamped in the industry as just give them a budget and let them do whatever. Because it's going to be good. Um, yeah. Five out of five. Better Call Saul, four and a half out of five. I'll give Breaking Bad a five. Better Call Saul, four and a half. Only because that time that they took off, I really think kind of, it it stretched it too thin. They took like a year or a year and a half break from filming Better Call Saul so that they could do the uh, Breaking Bad movie that was the El Camino, which is about Jesse and his like uh his whole story arc completing and and that movie was all right it was all right it wasn't really necessary and if anything it wasn't i don't think important enough of a story to tell to break up those seasons of better call saul i wish they had just kept better call saul consistent let that play out and then maybe do al camino now we could see what happened with jesse or or, you know or maybe have just fucking done that in between I don't know. Hindsight is whatever. It's not my it's not my thing. They did what they wanted to do. And it all turned out damn near amazing. El Camino was all right, but Better Call Saul Breaking Bad, the peak of television. The peak of television. And I know it's kind of weird for me to fucking compare Matt and Trey and Vince Gilligan and and his writing team, like the South Park writing guys and them, but to me that is the best that writing gets in Hollywood in both respects. Like, and, and Vince Gilligan and his crew found ways to inject humor in almost every episode of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And like those episodes before the last season of Better Call Saul ended, the, the ones that were leading up to Howard's death, like how they were still able to find moments to, to fucking add humor and shit. Like that takes such genius level writing. And then to, to intricately fucking lay so many just pieces in the story, in the visuals, even in the wardrobe, in the way that their hair is done, what they're, what they're wearing on their fucking arm and and like every little piece adds to the story and i think that's why these shows really have lasting power because they reward re-watching them like i've already re-watched breaking bad i think i've watched it all the way through three times now in my life so there was the original time i watched it once after in completion and then i watched it once again just before better call saul i watched el camino right before just to bridge that gap 
And then I went right into to Better Call Saul. And I'm sure at some point now, I will have to do some sort of weird Star Wars timeline version where I watch it all in chronological order. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. It, it's a show that's definitely, it's a, it's a universe that's going to live with me forever. And it's heavily influenced me and I'm sure fucking countless other artists and, and people inside and outside of, of um, television and media. Um, I want to play a little bit of this Donkey Kong Country uh, video game. I'm going to do it real quick. This is Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo. It came out when I was a kid. Again, last week I said something crazy. I prefer Donkey Kong Country over Super Mario. And there's, I don't know. I just love the atmosphere. I love the graphics. I love the characters. Uh, don't read race into this. <laughs> I just really like the fucking the levels. I thought it was way harder too. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, is one of the hardest platforming games you'll ever fucking play. It gets so insanely hard the later on you go. So I'm going to just get right into it. I'll play the very first level of Donkey Kong Country. And just um just amazing memories. Even just watching even just watching this play out. If I remember correct, like this is going to be weird playing with an Xbox controller, but if I remember correctly, there is a balloon back. Yeah, baby. I haven't played this game in years. So those balloons, the red balloons are one extra life. And then there's something down here. There's like a banana hoard or something. Oh, someone stole all my bananas. These games are so insanely fun and very challenging. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 wasn't as challenging as 2. But still, I got a, I got Diddy Kong here, you know. I got Diddy Kong here. Damn, I'm not going to get that balloon. Yo, playing with this controller is a nightmare. Wow, the Xbox controller is not the way to play Super Nintendo games. I know that statement shouldn't even really have to be said, but it was said. It, it This fucking stinks. Normally, the game plays way smoother. Like, the action, I don't know. It just feels broken up as fuck. Only Donkey Kong can beat up these big guys. So, now I'm fucked because I just lost him. And can I still get the save point? Yeah. You got to spell out all the letters. I got Donkey Kong back by just doing that. I killed that bird. Um, Once again, like, what the fuck? Mario's a goddamn plumber, my nigga. Look at this. Right now, I'm on a goddamn rhino, my nigga. I'm on a rhino. What is a Yoshi, my nigga? I got a rhino, and then there's an ostrich, and there's a swordfish for the water levels. Um, I got some other. I think there's one more. There's a frog that lets you bounce really high. I just spelt out Kong, so I got an extra life. Come on, bro. Is DK all the way? Is there a secret here? Do I remember correctly? There is a secret here. What up, my nigga? I do, like, this is crazy that it's coming back to me. Can I do this? Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of mini games everywhere. I I'm, I feel like I'm shitting on Mario a little too much. I gotta, I'm gotta pay attention to this. What is it after? It's after the frog? All right, it's after the frog, baby. It's after the frog, baby. I Damn, I got the frog on the last one. I suck. This is why I don't go to casino games. This is why I don't go to casinos and play slot machines. Because, like, that shit is a hoax. Uh, but then, yeah, you just get a fucking rhino... And I'm pretty sure you can climb this at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the secret too. Wait, there's a banana. Wait. 
There's something. There's something. It's hard with this fucking controller. Oh my god. I know there's a secret up here. I got it. I gotta get it. Got got to get it. Oh my god, bro. Last attempt. Lou is looking at this and he's like, "You absolutely suck ass at video games." Banana. Yeah, I got him. And the other one. Yeah. Get off the rhino. Get that banana. Tag. Tag DK back in. And a clean exit on the first level. Maybe I'll like save this and work my way through Donkey Kong Country for the rest of the season. That seems like a fun thing to do. That seems like a fun way to incorporate video games that I enjoy. Um, and just a fun way to incorporate video games in general. I'm going to put the controller down. I also really got to figure out how to get that Super Nintendo controller to work. But uh, I think this is the end. I actually don't think that we're going to get a custom theme this week because uh, Henny is out of the country right now. He is uh, being an international Playboy superstar right now. And I'm very proud of him. <laughs> and that's really all I'm going to say. Uh, other than that, this is Black Zeus the Podcast, Season 3, Episode 35. I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. I please, uh, I would appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast. New episodes every Wednesday on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast, random app of choice. I'm on that shit too, baby. I'm on that shit too. Should I get on Amazon? Is anybody listening to the podcast on Amazon? Amazon keeps poking me, telling me to put my podcast on there. I think Jeff Bezos is trying to collect all my data and shit. But then one day I die and then you can just talk to me from Alexa. It's like, hey, we have Zeus in Alexa. You can just, he uploaded his entire podcast and then we synthesized his voice. So hello, hello, Jane. Good morning. It is me, Black Zeus. What up? And then you can like hear my ha ha ha. My laugh will pop up every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be it. I love y'all. I appreciate the support. I'll be back next week. Have a blessed week. Peace, peace.